brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, greetings, everybody. Welcome to Conflict Radio. Today is 11-11-2021. Uh, it's 11-11, November 11th, 2021. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me for a second, you know, uh, thank goodness we were able to actually get this show on today. My internet has been out for the past hour and literally came on 10 minutes before showtime. And boy, I was sweating it there, guys, wondering if... Uh, Wondering if the internet was going to be on. I was talking to our guest Scott, and uh, we'd have come on late, and we'd have still run the whole show. But boy, I was—I sure was sweating it. Hopefully, it stays on. If we do go off, it's because my internet went down. And uh, watch for us to come on when the internet restores itself. All right, so let's get to it. I see that there's a ton of people here. Let me say hi to Will Carr, OG Flippa, Chuck Bam, Self Sapphire Elf is here. Jersey Dolphins, how you doing? Hugh Darn. Arlene Adkinzel, Hank Stolk, Uma, Uma Mua, 42, Dr. Strangelove, Mary Kay, Diane Wynn, Vash is here, Davy Jones, Locker, A.B. Dark Moon, 
Thomas McCass, uh, Lee Palace, Robert Escott. Wow, there's there's just a ton of people in here already. I see uh, um, our guest, Bible Mystery Scott Mitchell. He's also here. Wendy Williams, how you doing? Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling up. See who else is here. Chili Peen. Wow, there's a, a ton of people here already. Make sure to hit that like button. Our guest today is always fascinating, Scott Mitchell. He's been featured on many podcasts and radio shows, including Coast to Coast AM. Uh, he's a mind-opening Bible teacher and host of Bible Mysteries podcast. Scott has been a student of the Bible, Bible history, and Bible mysteries for over 40 years. His careers have spanned music, legal support, and technology he currently pastors at the Grace Family Bible Church in Sequin, Texas. Scott, welcome to Conflict Radio. How's your day going? My day's going fine, Mike. It's great to be back. You know, uh, man, we, we love having you on. Such a fascinating show every time you join us. And as you could tell, boy, that this, this room filled up fast with all kinds of, of people in here. And we're going to get into this some more. Uh, for everybody that knows, we've talked about um, fallen angels and how they're possibly in UFO craft. They're down here on this planet. They're working against humanity right now. Scott, do you have any new updates or theories on this from the last time we talked? I really do, Michael. Um, I, I've begun to s- discover some things after you know doing some more research and <clears> – <throat> I'd like to kind of lay some thoughts out to you and your listeners tonight and would like their input as well, because um, there is a um, documentary that is available to watch on YouTube. And if, and if you need me to, or want me to, I can, I can put the link into your chat room, but the, uh, the documentary is called in the age of AI and it's a frontline PBS documentary. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, for whatever accuracy it has. Uh, but they were talking about how AI, uh, artificial intelligence, is having an impact on income transfer. Up until about 1995, the majority of the world's wealth was in the hands of what we would call the middle class. Uh, I would say about 80% of, of, the, of humanity. And the top 1% only controlled a fraction of all the wealth. And about 1995, the transfer took place where it began to move. And, and uh, there's uh, in the documentary, they believe that artificial intelligence is one of the factors that contributed to that. I take a different approach to that, and I tie it back into this uh, war on humanity from the fallen angels. And I think I've got an idea of what they're up to. All right. Well, I mean, we know that the wealth is definitely moving over to the 1%. I mean, it's something like yeah. It's over 80% now, I think, isn't it, of the total wealth? I think so. If, if not I think higher, the like it might even be higher. Yeah. It, it may be higher and it's getting higher all the time. And it's it's when you start to look at world events like the uh, the pandemic and supply line things, everything about the COVID pandemic that interrupted Everything that we understood and knew is was like the final push and uh, to transfer the wealth. And I always thought, you know, what what was so important about getting all the wealth? If these if the satanic global elites have power and they're in league with Satan, what do they need to do with the wealth? Uh, but I think I'm starting to put it all together. So if well, you guys, it would, uh, it would be we'll, about control and it's control of everything. 
Well, yes, and yet there's another factor that I'm, I was able to glean. And I'll tell you, I, I read a fascinating book that uh, led me to start thinking in this direction. And I'm going to um, give a shout out to the author. I've never met him, but his name is Timothy Alberino. And the book is called Birthright. So if you want to look that up or have your listeners look it up, it's a fascinating read. And uh, he's got some things in there that are a little speculative that I'm not sure I would go with 100%. But he points out a great uh, point that the earth was basically created and man was put upon it and given dominion. When, when God made man in Genesis chapter 1, he said, let us make man in our image and let him have dominion over everything. So dominion is like a kingdom. So the, the, there's a passage in Psalm 115, verse 16, that says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. So mankind was given the earth. I contend that there were angels on the planet long before man was created, and there was a rebellion that took place, and we've talked about that in the past. And Lucifer was the, the key figure in that rebellion, and a third of the angels joined him to war against um, God, basically, for control of this planet. Well, he lost that battle. And in the ensuing chaos, the world became without form and void. And so God created out of that divine judgment the world we know now. And he put Adam in control of that. And so that dictate that the earth hath hath he given to the children of men is as much a law as laws of physics, like gravity or whatever. Satan and his angels can't just come down here and do anything they want to. And we see that typified in what happened to Job. In the book of Job, some of your listeners may be familiar with the story, but uh, Satan came to present himself before the Lord, and God asked him, have you noticed my servant Job? And the devil was trying to get God to, to see that, I, ah, you blessed him, so he, you know, Of course, he loves you, but if you took away what he has, he'll curse you to your face. So God allowed him some leeway to attack Job, and he was was limited in what he could do. So it looks to me that the satanic angels are limited in what they are able to do themselves, and therefore they must work through proxies, human proxies in this case, and hence the term the satanic global elite. So... What I see going on here is that in the book of Matthew, Jesus Christ said to his disciples from the days of John the Baptist, this is in chapter 11, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. And the kingdom of heaven essentially is the earth with Christ reigning on it. But the ones taking it by force would be the satanic global elite. Now, in Christ's day, that was the Roman Empire. And most of the world worshipped idols until Christianity arrived. And never mind Judaism, but Judaism had, you know, Christ came to seek the lost sheep of the house of Israel because they had wandered away. So when he when the gospel was presented and hope was given to mankind, essentially the stranglehold that Satan through his proxies had on the earth began to be eroded. And from Christianity grew the concepts of liberty, 
private property. Uh, and there were bad things in the name of religion, but there was also liberty and freedom, and ultimately the eradication of things like slavery and things like that. In other words, light was brought to the world. And Satan has been working ever since for the last 2,000 years to get back control. And he does it through the secret societies, through governments, through his agents on the earth. So it occurred to me, the angels and Satan can't just come down and lay claim to the planet. They've got to go through the legal process. So if the top 1% are satanic and in league with him, and they gain control of all the wealth, if wealth is transferred and through the mechanisms of depopulation, which is going on as we speak, and the transfer of wealth, they can then control the majority of the earth's property, then the title deed of the planet can be granted from the satanic global elite to Satan and his angels. And that's what's going on right now. It is a battle for the planet through the proxies because Satan has to operate under the laws of the universe that God has laid down. And this is attempt to circumvent that. Okay. Can I, can I play something for you? I found fascinating today. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going <clears> to <throat> play it for everybody else. You're, you're watching the screen, right? I am. All right. Well, you should be able to hear this, but just remember what you see on the screen is going to be a little, a little delayed. So okay. I'm going to pop this up here now so that everybody can see, and then I'm going to hit play, and I'm just going to shut up for a minute. Slaughter's up this morning, and they asked me up. So there's four, four different, different companies that supply the vaccine for the coronavirus. You got Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, and Biotech. All four of these companies have been salivating, waiting on pins and needles to get their vaccine out into the public. They, they said by the end of 2021, they'll have 2.8 billion doses distributed. There's a passage in Revelations that talks about four angels that have been waiting patiently for this moment, this hour, this minute, and this second, to be cast on earth and kill a third of the population. 2.8 billion Divided by 7.6 billion, which is the population of Earth, is exactly one-third of the population. All right, so you saw that there, right? Yeah, I did, Michael, and there was a bit of an echo, so I couldn't clearly hear the audio, but maybe you can recap it for me. All right, so it basically says that uh, in the Bible there are four there are four horsemen that are going to be unleashed mm -hmm. that kill off a third of the population, right? That's correct. And the, there's four companies right now that are making these, these cures for everybody, right? These jabs. Yeah. So could those four companies be the four horsemen that kill off a third of the population? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. You could also say, uh, I've noticed that there's four major investment companies that essentially own all the companies of the world, all the means of production. Uh, it's Vanguard, BlackRock, um, and two others. I'm drawing a blank. Um, 
and they own those very same four pharmaceutical companies too. Um, and I, I wish I could remember the other two. Um, and there's several, but essentially they all own each other's companies. It's, it's essentially in the control of like four boards of directors. Every company in the world is under the control of these four. And so it's possible that they're going to be part of the, the 10 Kings. I'm sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, it's either black rock, I believe. Um, yeah. And then, uh, Vanguard and there's two others. Um, but I am totally drawing a blank. Somebody is probably going to know the answer to this, but they're all investment companies. And so ultimately there's, there's another four potential horsemen, if you want, uh, involved in uh, controlling all the world's wealth. You know, this, this whole thing is, is getting out of hand. Don't you think? Oh, well, it's expected. Um, you know, they're, they've got to get, you've heard of the Georgia Guidestones, right? Yeah. And their plan is to populate the earth with no more than like 500 million hunter gatherers or whatever they think humanity is supposed to be. So, uh, you know, these people like Bill Gates and all, they're Malthusians. They absolutely believe that we have to reduce the population of the planet. And that's what that's what's going on here. But ultimately, it, they're satanic in that they do believe Lucifer is going to be the victor in this war. So they're ultimately trying to destroy as much of humanity as they can for control and then gain control of all the wealth. And so here's what I'm surmising may be happening. And Timothy Alberino in, in that book, Birthright, conjectures something because he ties in the idea of extraterrestrials, which technically angels are. Fallen angels, you know, would, would, would fit, fit in that category. But he believes that there are, in fact, uh, alien beings like greys or whatever you want to call them. I've said in the past that they're probably somehow satanic and, and uh, he thinks there are actually other planets out there that do have intelligent life. That's possible. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm more inclined to believe that if they're real uh, and they're uh, actually abducting people, which have evidently it looks like they are, and they're doing some sort of experiments on their reproductive organs, which apparently they are, then they themselves are probably some sort of hybrid beings that fallen angels have created. We know back in Genesis 6, they manipulated the creation's DNA, so it wouldn't surprise me if they've created some sort of a hybrid offspring of their own kind, which might be the greys or whatnots, and they have... Um, uh, they are they they're they're also proxies for them to use, and one of the things that Alberino conjectures is that it's possible that whoever these are, at some point they might launch an attack on the planet, and with the superior technology that they have, we would be helpless, and another group of aliens are going to come into the rescue, and these would be the Nordics, which are probably the fallen angels. I don't know that they all look blonde hair, blue eyed. I don't know about that, but they're, you know, think of like Asgard as a type of that in a sense. And they're going to either defeat those proxies uh, and look like our heroes so that we accept them and accept their deception, or they may come in for another reason. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to happen, but ultimately they're going to come down in the guise of the answer to the chaos. Uh, they're going to, I believe they're going to 
claim to be aliens and they're going to claim to be our ancestors that seeded um, early humanity, if you believe in evolution, with their own DNA to become homo sapiens. <clears throat> and they're going to offer through some form of uh, genetic manipulation, whether it's a vaccine or um, whatever it's called in the Bible, the mark. Uh, and they're going to offer the next phase of human evolution to go to the transhumanism that these um, satanic global elite, uh, super wealthy globalists are are seeking. All right. So you mentioned the mark. So that that brings me to something else. I, I want to play you one more thing, and I want to play it mm -hmm. for everybody else as well. I'm going to try to get rid of the echo this time hopefully it works so uh bear with me folks as i uh as i play this for you guys and uh let's see if this works okay okay hang on a second oh i guess i gotta unmute it something related to the mark of the beast there you go we're gonna fix this fair and square okay these are all bibles they're all different bibles this is a 1611 King James. This is a King James. This is an Amplified. This is New Living Translation. And this is a New King James. And I also got two more King James right there. Ask me why I have so many Bibles? Well, because I love the Lord. That's why. All right. So we're going to start with this Amplified right here. On Revelation 13, verse 16, says, On, on, the New Living Translation, on, on, even the New King James, on, on. Now you go over to the King James, and it's in, and it's in, in and in. Now the 1611, just for proof, the 1611, right here, very old Bible. In, in. That's why you guys are walking around thinking that's going to be a freaking tattoo stamped on your forehead and arm. It's in your body, guys. It's not on the outer skin. All right. So let's see. Uh, can you hear me? Let me, uh, let me. I sure can. Remove this. All right. Now, I found that to be fascinating that they changed the Bible recently from a mark on your arm to a, and it used to be a mark in in your arm. Is that true? Is this is this guy for real? He's for real. Uh, that's absolutely true. And this this has been going on for over 100 years. Um, this it, I don't want to get into a boring topic of text, uh, New Testament textual criticism here i would probably put your listeners to sleep because i've studied this for years and it's a very complex subject but to put it all in a nutshell um the bible that we know as the king james bible was translated from all the available manuscripts at the time uh, the hebrew masoretic text and the greek textus receptus for the new testament and up until about 1890 or right about that turn of that century that was the english bible and uh, also its equivalent in spanish and italian and french and whatever well some 
older manuscripts were discovered in Alexandria, Egypt. And there's many different names to them, but there's Vaticanus and Sinaiticus and all these other things. And some couple of Scottish te uh, text critics, whose names were Westcott and Hort, decided that older means better and therefore more accurate. Ignoring the fact that the reason they were well-preserved in Alexandria, Egypt, is because they were rejected by the early Christians as unsound Gnostic heresies, and they didn't use them. But the other manuscripts of the Textus Receptus or the received text were worn and used in fragments, and therefore, you know, they were in worse shape. Well, every modern Bible translation comes from those corrupted Gnostic texts, except for the King James. And in that, many changes were made, and this is just one example. I could give you probably dozens of examples of alterations, which is why I am a King James Bible user uh, personally, but that's a whole other subject. Okay. All right. Uh, let me give a shout out to everybody. Over 100 people in here listening live. Uh, hit that like button if you can. It will help get everybody in here. We're going to go an extra 30 minutes tonight with Scott, and we're going to actually open up the phone lines for you guys in about 37 minutes for you guys to, to call in and ask your own questions and, and talk about things you want to talk about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, I guess there's a lot of listeners of this show that don't care for Bible talk and that sort of thing. And, and I, I get it. I, I totally get that. But you can't help but notice some of the things that are going on today. Uh, Pastor, do you think that we're in the end times? I really do. I believe everything is pointing to what Paul and other apostles wrote about, warning of these perilous times. Um, it and there's so many other things that seem to be coming to light. There's a lot of individuals that I'm meeting that are all coming. You know, we don't know each other, but we're coming to the same conclusions. And it just would appear to me that we're approaching the time of the end. So what does that mean? Does that mean that, that I mean, is there <clears throat> is there hope for us to overcome this and, and push it off? Well, from the Bible perspective, here's the chronology, and then here's the hope. So at some point, everybody that is called a Christian by the world today is a child of God by adoption. They've believed on the Savior. They've trusted in Him for salvation. And we are sealed by the Spirit of God, and we are delivered from the wrath to come. So an event is going to take place that Christians call the rapture, which is going to be the delivering of the church out of the world for a number of reasons, the, the most important of which is we're delivered from the wrath to come. But also because the church is going to become less capable or unwilling to do what's needed and according to the book of Revelation, it's the Laodicean age, and they're neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm. So Christ says, I spew you out of my mouth. So as far as I'm concerned, it's going to end with a whimper, not a bang. The church age, and also what will coincide with that somewhere around the same time is the nation Israel will come to a realization that they made a mistake 
and they're going to turn back to the God that declared them to be not my people back in the book of Hosea. And so as a nation, Israel will turn back to God. And there's some 144,000 Jewish men, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes, that are going to then evangelize Israel uh, with the same message that the 12 apostles were preaching when Christ was on the earth. Not the message of grace we preach today, but the original message of repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. They will be preaching for three and a half years post-rapture, and during that time, there's going to be two Old Testament prophets that are going to reappear on the earth, Moses and Elijah, and they will do signs and wonders in Israel, and about the same time, there's a war that's going to commence between Michael and the angels of God and Lucifer and his fallen angels, and they're going to be battling apparently for three and a half years in the heavens when they will be cast down and confined to the earth. They're going to lose the battle, Lucifer and his angels. And at that point, there's an individual, a human, which probably is going to be a hybrid uh, like a Nephilim. I don't mean he'll be a giant, but he's going to be a hybrid of some type that is going to be called the Antichrist or the man of sin. And he will essentially gain control of the entire planet's uh, wealth and the world is going to worship after him. I think that's going to coincide with a great deception of Satan being cast down and appearing as these uh, extraterrestrial saviors and convincing people to take the mark and everything else. And I do believe it's in the body. I do believe it's going to genetically manipulate them. And those people that take that mark will not be able to be redeemed. So the final three and a half years is all hell breaking loose on the earth with geological cataclysms, horrible demoniac plagues that come up out of the bottomless pit. And then Jesus Christ returns. And when he comes back, he's going to deliver uh, the kingdom of heaven back to the father and we'll be with him. The saints of God will be with him. So you believe in the rapture? I do. All right, what what does that look like exactly? It just means that at some point when the Lord is ready, he's going to call home those individuals that we would call saved. And it says that we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in 1 Corinthians 15 in, the, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It says there's going to be a shout of the archangel, Michael. There's going to be a trumpet sound. And the Lord himself shall descend and will be caught up to meet him in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So at that point, we'll go with him. And he's preparing his army to come back seven years later or somewhere in that interval. All right. Man, this is, you know, this is, uh, you know, something you grow up, you hear about this stuff and you just never expect it to just all fall in line, right? To... Oh, yeah. Everything that that I mean, you know, honestly, I mean, I've I've read I've read the Bible, I've read Revelations, and I've, you know, I've been curious about this sort of thing my entire life, and, and to to have it all start to come true, it's actually kind of scary, but it, it shouldn't be scary, right? We should be glad this is happening, shouldn't we? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From my perspective, yes. If you're a person that has a faith in Christ and, and a relationship with God... This is an exciting time because, you know, there's never been a time when the church has not been in tribulation. You know, from the first Christians, there were martyrs. From the first believers, they were persecuted. They, they crucified Christ. He said, how much more are they going to persecute you? And so for 2,000 years, the church has suffered great tribulation. And even Paul said 2,000 years ago, we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. People conflate the word tribulation with the great tribulation that is in the book of Revelation. And that great tribulation is specifically called the time of Jacob's trouble. And it's it's a time of testing for Israel. And as all those things I just described, the Antichrist appearing and everything else and the war in heaven, that's all going to take place. But for believers today who have a faith in Christ, they should be excited uh, because while we may endure more dangerous times, and we can see them happening now, and while the West has remained relatively free of persecution compared to Eastern lands, um, we may see us being persecuted as as voraciously as those in the Middle East have been for centuries. And if that is coming, it's coming. You know, God will give us the grace to endure it or to suffer and suffer the afflictions and be martyred if that's what it takes. Uh, Or he's going to take us out before it gets that bad. Either way, he'll give us the grace to endure. So we should be rejoicing in the hope that's coming because finally God's vengeance is going to come on this satanic controlled world. And we're going to see those evil people that have caused all the wars and all the slavery and all of the oppression uh, and all the lies and cheating and unfairness and theft of wealth finally be held accountable by the one righteous judge who's fit to judge them. All right. I mean, we've got some uh, really interesting comments going on in the uh, chat room. Guys, I I do ask if you're going to say something that is going to go against the normal algorithm uh, we will take it down. Uh, try to use code words. We we all know the code words, guys. You know, let's let's use those. All right. You know, like the cure, things like that. Uh, Robert Escott. I'm going to throw this up here. He says, I've not been a religious person in the past, but now I'm starting to see what is happening. I'm wondering if the Vatican is not actually about the messages in the Bible. What would you say to that? You know, I don't want to offend anybody. But the church, when you think about this, I'm just going to put it in perspective, and this is going to be a hard pill for some people to swallow. One of the 12 apostles was the betrayer, Judas Christ, 
right? Everybody's familiar with Judas, Judas Iscariot. Jesus knew who he was, but he was allowed into the inner circle. So just keep that in mind that things happen in the Bible as they're real historical events, but they're also types of things to come. Okay. Most people don't realize this, but before the first century ended, the original church at Jerusalem was taken over by false apostles. I could name them. I'm not going to do that, but I could name them for you. And they took over the authority that Peter had. He was given the keys to the kingdom of heaven by Jesus Christ, but he's not in control after Acts chapter 12. Some other men are, and they're not who you would think. So the point being, there are always satanically controlled inside men in the church. It's no different than with the Vatican. It's no different than with Protestant religions. And I'm not saying every pastor and every preacher and every priest. What I'm saying is the power elites own everybody that has any control. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, I mean, it's like you have to go renew your freedom every six months, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, don't you think that that's kind of, it's it's almost kind of brilliant, right? Like, if that's the mark, right? It's almost kind of brilliant on God's part, because you could totally be asleep at the wheel, I guess, and, and get it, but still have a chance to redeem yourself when, when you're due again, right? That's right. And when you think about the mark, getting back to that since you brought it up and and the little clip you played about it being in the hand and in the forehead, Satan, remember, wants to be God. He wants to be worshipped by the world. So he imitates God in everything he does. He's got a throne. God has a throne. Satan has a throne. God has a son. Satan has a son that's coming, the Antichrist. And God has a seal on his elect, right? Those that believe on Christ are sealed by the Spirit of God. It's within you. Satan has a seal. It's a mark in you. And it's going to be something that, like, he can't spiritually seal you like the Holy Spirit of God does. So he's going to genetically change you into something that identifies you as being a part of him. Yes, but... but if if you if you decide to change your mind you can like that's change almost your mind the, about what about about the mark it has to be refreshed right with the with the with the boosters well i don't i don't equate the mark with the current cure oh you don't you don't think that no, that's I what it is i do not believe i do not believe the so-called cure is the mark of the beast right. not any stretch why is that because it's not. It's simply not fitting the Bible description of it. Uh, whatever this is, it could be a precursor or a means test to see how obedient people will be, or it could be setting the stage for the genetic manipulation that will come later when the actual mark is administered by Satan himself, by the satanic global elites and, and, the, and the proxies. But right now, I believe something far more sinister is happening. I believe the cure is designed to uh, reduce the population of the planet. 
Yeah, it's no, not designed it's, to change people. It's designed to kill them. Well, it, it's funny how they they just now started giving it to I guess the kids, and I'm seeing billboards going up everywhere like, oh, you know, strokes happen to kids too. Blah blah blah. Like, no, yeah. it 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 doesn't. Like like this stuff that doesn't happen. This stuff does not happen to kids. It's not a it's not a normal thing. And uh, yeah. I was actually, you know, I'm a I guess a Everybody knows this. I'm an Uber Lyft driver, you know, a lot of the time when I'm not doing the show. And I picked up somebody. We have a, a children's hospital here in Huntsville, and I picked up somebody who works there. And they told me that they're getting ready for an influx of kids because they're getting ready to to start shooting up the kids. That's crazy. How how yeah. can we how can we accept this? This you have a, a kid has a ninety nine point nine chance of, of surviving this but we're gonna we're gonna kill how many of them yeah i think it's designed to kill and um make them infertile yeah well that that's it's all. like i'm telling you gates is behind all this malthusian population control is what this is about no i i totally agree gates is behind it and all. by the way yeah. somebody asked in your thing and no i have not taken the cure no i haven't either. and i will not i will not take the cure well, now, why is that? If it's not the mark, why not take it? Are you are you just you just because I don't want it to yeah. kill me? <laughs> That's a good answer. I guess. That, <laughs> it's a, that was a stupid question, that. really. <laughs> that was kind of you know, a stupid and, question. And, I guess. And the thing is, if you're say if you've got this, if you're sealed by the Spirit of God, you couldn't take the mark anyway. You won't be around to take it. If you're you're going to be raptured out before it even becomes administered. So that's another reason why I don't believe the mark is now. It can't be administered until the man of sin is revealed. And he hasn't been revealed yet. All right. Well, how do we know he hasn't been revealed? Well, who is he? Well, I mean, I mean he could be Trump for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? We I mean, on, honestly, I mean, I'm being be. honest, right? I mean, we don't we don't know. I mean, could he be? Are you sure he's well, not let's, here? Let's see what the scripture says about it. All right. Okay, so we'll go to Second Thessalonians chapter one, and we'll read. Um, in verse one of chapter two, rather, verse one. Now we beseech you, brethren. That means we beg you. By the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. And remember, we're going to be gathered in this event called the rapture. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. And the day of Christ is referring to the beginning of all that, seven years of tribulation and then the return of the Lord. So these at Thessalonica here were worried they'd missed it. They'd missed the boat and they were about to go into the wrath. And so he says, let no man deceive you by any means for that day, the day of Christ, God's wrath, that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition, perdition means destruction, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So first of all, there's no man on the planet yet that says, that says he is God and that he should be worshipped as God, and nor is there a temple rebuilt in Jerusalem that he can sit in and say that he is God. So I don't believe the man of sin has been revealed yet. 
So you think you so you're taking it quite literally then that they're going to rebuild. So obviously the dome of the rock would have to come down, right? Or it's on the wrong spot. Do you think it's on the wrong spot? It's pretty. I do. Huh? I do. I do. They... I don't believe the dome of the rock is on the actual site of the temple. And it's it maybe on the temple mound, but if they're planning to rebuild the temple for whatever reason that they have to do it in a certain way according to the law, then when they do it, it's going to be probably discovered that the Dome of the Rock is slightly off uh, of the original foundation, if you will, and then they'll start to build that. And don't don't rem- don't forget, the temple they're going to build is going to be desecrated by this Antichrist. So it's not staying. It's only temporary. Christ is going to come back and build a temple when he returns. But this temple is just going to be uh, long enough for them to start the daily sacrifices again so that the Antichrist can end those sacrifices by declaring himself to be God. And they set up an image, which is going to be some form of either AI or holographic or something in the temple. And it's going to be an image of the beast. All right. So are there any... Are they, are they planning on building a temple anytime soon? There's been plans for a long time. And for those, I am not one of those that watches every move that happens in Israel and what's going on with Orthodox Jews and things like that. There's enough people out there doing that already. And if you want a good resource for that, it would be prophecywatchers.com. And Gary Stearman and his group of uh, individuals are pretty brilliant in all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I rely on people smarter than me to kind of interpret what's going on. Um, there's something about that that I'm not going to get into tonight because it involves some form of deception that's, uh, that's going to center around Israel and, uh, it's going to distract from the topic of the program tonight. But, uh, one way or another, it looks like a temple is going to be rebuilt. Okay. So it it would seem like we do have some time. Right. Yeah, like, I mean there's time there's time for people to I mean really what I'm trying to get across through my podcast Bible Mysteries is to show that the church is not teaching the things in the Bible that we really need to know. Uh we've gotten away from the gospel message which used to be simple and churches have become a rock concert or a feel good you know, I'm okay, you're okay kind of thing, like the uh, the, the big church in Houston there, which is really just a – they're not preaching anything. And, um, and people are leaving it in droves because they're not getting fed spiritually. So we're trying to show people through things that we're doing that the time is near. Uh, the, uh, the offer of salvation is going to soon come to a close where people can be saved through the grace right now as we are by just trusting that Christ died on the cross for your sins. When that offer is removed from the world because the the church is teaching it and the church is going to be removed, then what happens next is a completely different scenario. And for humanity to be able to get into the kingdom during that time, they have to not take the mark of the beast. They have to worship God. And if they get the opportunity to do so, they have to bless or help out the Jews that are being going to be persecuted by the Antichrist during that time. All right. So it seems like we still got quite a bit to go. Like I said, uh, I think I said earlier, I don't, I don't think we're anywhere near the precipice, right? Like we're step into the world 
of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We still got a little ways to go, right? Well, I tie everything into a couple of passages and an event that is being um, touted as the Great Reset. So Agenda 2030, the World Economic Forum, uh, is essentially when I believe their plan is to have reached the maximum number of uh, deaths through the cure and the maximum control of the property of the world to implement some form of a socialistic government globally. where Because they're already saying you're not going to own anything. You're going to rent everything, and you're going to like it. And so that is a year that is marked by the satanic global elite. That is their plan, their agenda, their schedule. So if I go backwards from that, okay, 2030 is nine years away. Now, let's assume, and we're just guessing, that if Agenda 2030 actually comes to fruition in 2030, and we don't know that it will, but if it does, since that seems to be their plan, that would be the perfect time for the Antichrist to step in to be the global leader, and he would then be revealed, and that appears to be the middle of the seven years of tribulation or the middle of the week. Okay. So if that is true, then the Bible says in second Peter that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. That's second Peter chapter three, verse eight, I believe. I believe that's meant to be used prophetically back in the book of Hosea. At the end of chapter 5, God said, I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. And he's talking about when Israel rejected Christ, God turned his face away from them. And they've been without a relationship nationally with the Lord for 2,000 years. But the very next chapter in Hosea, chapter 6, verse 1, it's the, it's the answer to that. It's like Israel, 2,000 years later, says, Come, let us return to the Lord. For he is stricken, and he will heal us. He is smitten, and he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. And the third day, we shall live in his sight. So I take it's possible that the two days is 2,000 years. Well, Jesus Christ was crucified in the year 33 A.D. So 33 A.D. would be 2000, or 2033 would be 2,000 years. 
Now, I understand it's a Julian calendar, not a Hebrew calendar. I get all that. We're just trying to work in, in you know, generic type terms here. Yeah, yeah. There's, so, there's some difference between it actually being 2,000 years, right? Like, like we, we, we didn't start, like we didn't start year one, right. As soon as God was, or Jesus was born. Right. Like, I mean, when did, when did we start doing this? The, the year well, there, there are people that say he was born in four BC, but how could you be born before Christ? If you're Christ, you know, so I, I don't know, but uh, more importantly, like the, the Hebrew calendar has, is a lunar calendar, not a solar calendar. So it's 360 days in the year 30 days in each month and every seventh year there's a 13th month to correct the years so that it, it balances out to 365 but you still are going to come out to about the same time frame when you do that so the point being if the two days are 2000 years and israel is close to turning back to the lord as a nation and he won't do that until after the rapture happens, then it's possible that Agenda 2030 is the middle of the week of tribulation. 2033 is the year that Christ returns. That would mean the rapture would have to happen three years before Agenda 2030, such as 2027, roughly speaking. Now, we have no way of knowing that's true. But if that is the case, and if we're even close to the ballpark, we've got less than a decade. And that's what it appears to well, me. Well, they, they better get going on that temple, huh? Yeah. And they could build the temple in a year if they wanted to. My understanding is they've got everything they need. The plans have been in the works for decades, but the... Um, the, the logistics of it and the politics of it is what's preventing them from starting it. And it has to be on the exact spot, right? It can't be in New York City, say? Yeah, it has to be in Jerusalem. Okay, because they, they are building a, like, four or five religion massive structure in New York, aren't they? No, they're building the Abrahamic House uh, Center in Dubai, UAE. And it's three giant uh, houses of worship, one for Judaism, one for Islam, and one for Christianity. Um, that's one thing I know of. I don't know of what's going on in New York City. Yeah, I think they're building something in New York. But it's got to be in Jerusalem, you're saying, right? <clears throat> that, that would, that's where God's temple is going to be ultimately anyway. So it would make sense that faithful Jewish people of that time are going to be seeking to build the temple in the original location of Solomon's temple. All right. Is it possible that they don't start building the temple until the fake alien invasion is over with? I, I mean, anything's possible. Honestly, I don't know when it's going to start and how it's going to coincide with whatever the fake alien uh, invasion uh, is going to do. But I would suggest that the fake alien invasion or the or the satanic fallen angels that that are going to pretend to be some sort of alien saviors, that they're going to come down after the temple has been built. Because it's going to be the, the way it works out in the Bible is this man, this man of sin is uh, is going to be a, a, a person that's killed. And he's going to rise from the dead on the third day. 
emulating Christ. My belief is that when he's killed, and he's killed by a man with a sword, according to the Bible, uh, that when he's killed, the uh, that's when these angels are going to come down, and they're going to give him the mark to revive him, and they're going to claim he now has eternal life. So that's why people are going to be willing to take the mark. They're going to see his revival and think, oh, good, we can. I want to be like that. I want to be transformed into whatever these uh, aliens are offering us. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think the Ark of the Covenant is ever going to uh, be revealed or come back out? Uh, according to the Bible, it's in heaven. So I would say yes, but not on the earth, not in a not in a means whereby men are going to get their hands on it like an Indiana Jones movie. So it's possible to bring physical objects from this world into the other. Yeah, according to the Bible, it is. I mean, men were brought from this world into the other, such as Enoch, such as Elijah. And um, the uh, the Ark of the Testimony in the, in the book of Revelation is said to be uh, before the throne of God in the third heaven. All right. Nancy Bigham here. She throws out a $5 super chat. Thanks so much, Nancy. She says, what does the temple being rebuilt have to do with fallen angels and their war on humanity? Well, the two don't connect together in any way, shape, or form other than the fact that uh, there's going to be a temple rebuilt according to the book of Revelation, and there's going to be angels cast down after a war in heaven according to the book of Revelation. I am drawing the connection that when these angels are cast down, they are probably going to be uh, presenting themselves as uh, aliens, superior intelligent beings, which they are, they're extraterrestrials, but they're not what they're claiming to be. They're going to offer some sort some form of salvation or deliverance from the world chaos. And they're going to use this individual, this man of sin as their proxy, or rather Satan is, it's probably his own progeny. Uh, if you read the final judgment of the Nephilim, which is now out by Ryan Peterson, you can learn more about that. But the, um, the idea is the temple has to be rebuilt in order for the Antichrist to desecrate it and declare himself to be God on the basis of the scripture that I just read in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. Yeah, and uh, I mean it, it fits right in with, uh, with the fallen angels' war on humanity, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. It's all a part of it because they've been at war with humanity from the beginning. And, and the fascinating thing, it's a, I'm doing a series on my Facebook live study about the Maseroth. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, um, but it's, it's the Hebrew Zodiac. And essentially the 12 signs and the 36 corresponding constellations were God's record of his plan of redemption in the stars because the world existed for 2,500 years without a written record of God's word. That's why the Psalm 19 says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. The, the stars told the story and beginning at Virgo, which is the virgin birth of Christ. And at the returning to the end of the year with Leo, which is the second coming of Jesus Christ, even the ancient Egyptian 2000 BC, they had the same symbols in the sky as we see. And the best book that's ever been written on that is The Witness of the Stars by Ethelbert Bullinger. 
All right. So Sapphire Elf just posted a question from Wolfwood here. I guess uh, he says, pardon my ignorance, but why would the Almighty need to do all of this and the and the battle the devil when he has godlike powers and can do anything? Because he loved you, Ethelbert. Or I'm sorry, what was the name of the person that just Vash? Vash, thank you. Sorry, Vash, because he loved you, Vash. God, being uh, omniscient, looked into the future, and he saw everything that was going to happen if he made man, that man would rebel against him, that Satan would do what he's doing. But God is doing all of this because he knew that there would be somebody out there that would accept his offer of salvation, his gift of grace, and he desired to have you with him. And he made it possible. He had to redeem. He, God could have redeemed mankind any way he wanted to. He could have said, pet a purple unicorn and you can be saved. But you know what he did? He incarnated himself in the form of a man. You ever think about that? Why did Jesus, if he's God, have to become a man? For the same reason the Antichrist has to be a man. The birthright the title deed to the planet. Jesus Christ is going to come back and lay claim to the earth. He's the king of the earth and his saints with him. And God gave the earth to the children of men. That's why the man Christ Jesus had to be born a human being so that he could die to taste death for all men, but be raised again to return to reign on the earth forever. And that is what the kingdom of heaven is all about. All right, so I guess, guys, uh, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already because it, it does help the channel out a lot, gets people to to come over here. Uh, they're probably not going to let me uh, – <laughs> they're not going to let me monetize this video. So uh, at least we can get people to check out the channel and view the channel by liking the video, and that would be really cool. So, you know, let's, let's at least do that. Uh, if somebody wants to call in, I'm going to open up the – phone lines here in a little bit let me ask you scott do you need to run to the bathroom or anything before we get started on this last hour of the show i'm good let's rock on all right so let's see so the phone lines are open for people who know the number and for people who don't give me just a second i got this ready all right there we go so the number's up there it's 256-850-4513 if anybody wants to talk to scott let me uh, get to – also, if you don't want to call in, uh, feel free to put a question in the caps, and, uh, and I'll ask it that way. So let me scroll up a little bit. All right, so do you have anything to say, anything you want to end with before we go into questions? You talking about me? Yeah. Uh, no, I just want to I appreciate the comments people are making, especially I, I saw something that Wendy Williams posted, and I totally agree that, you know, really God wanted us to be a part of his family. And he already had plenty of family. You realize the angels that remained faithful to God, those are our elder brethren. We're going to be having a gigantic family reunion someday, and we're going to get to meet these ancient elder brethren of ours who've been around for millennia. And imagine what we're going to learn and explore and see and do uh, in the uh, in the new heaven and the new earth. It's really fascinating. All right. So we have a caller here. Will Carr is on the line. Uh, Will, where are you calling from, man? Hey, 
Um, I'm calling from Canada, Ontario. How you doing, Canada? Yeah, right. Um, so I just I want to get to it because uh, you're probably going to have a bunch of callers, hopefully. Um, do you think the Bible is actually um, writing or predicting a future where there's not going to be the religions anymore? Do you think it's going to be the falling of that religion more so than the end of the world as we know it? More of, you know what I mean? Like, Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think I understand what you're asking, Will. Um, ultimately, when Christ returns, the way the Bible is laid out, after all this stuff we've been talking about happens... He returns, and you've probably heard passages like the lamb's going to lay down with the lion. Uh, they're going to beat swords into plowshares, spears into pruning hooks, all that. And that's the world to come. That's literally the kingdom of heaven on the earth when he comes back. He'll reign for a thousand years, according to the scripture, where there'll be no war. There's plenty of food and whatever. And um, however, it's not going to be the end of all rebellion yet. Because during that time, Christ is literally on the earth reigning as the ultimate judge and, and the righteous king. But even after a thousand years of that, where people are going to be living lives like they did back in the days of Adam and before Noah of upwards of a thousand years, uh, because these trees grow that allow them to eat and, and live these long lives, yet there's still going to be rebellion. There's still going to be sin during that thousand years. Satan is going to be bound with a chain and thrown into a bottomless pit during that time. But at the end of it, he's loosed a little season and he gathers together an army so large it compasses the breadth of the earth. So evidently there's going to be a lot of people that don't like the government that God lays out because they want to gain control again. And ultimately fire comes down from heaven and burns up this planet and a new heaven and a new earth are formed. And then the city, New Jerusalem, comes down. That's at the end of the book of Revelation. So it's at least 1,007 years away from now. And when that happens, there's not going to be any more rebelliousness or false religion or anything like that. There's not going to be sin. There's not going to be death. People will eat of the tree of life as they could have in the very beginning, and they'll live forever. So there's yeah, there's a final judgment. That's right, Gokart says. There's a final judgment at the end of the 1,000 years, and everybody that's Name is found in the Lamb's Book of Life will be able to go and eat of the tree of life. 
those who are not found written in that book are going to be cast into the lake of fire where Satan and his angels will ultimately be. All right, Will, anything else? Um, yeah, no, just the way you're saying it. And now I'm not religious by all means, and I only get knowledge from the Bibles of people like you that kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I want to say preach it, but you're not preaching it. You're just, you're saying the way it, it is, right? Um, and you put your own yeah, sense in it also. Right. So um, it sounds like there could be a war. So we know the government wants power. And the only True. thing that could stop the government would be religion, right? Because we know religion has even back in the day has tried to put a foothold into political um, topics and such, right? Like going way back, right? Even Bob Well, I would, I would disagree with the definition of religion for the sake of your question, because to me, religion is man-made. It's not the truth. Religion is false. Religion is manipulated by Satan and the satanic global elite. That was the first thing they got control of. And then governments and then individual corporations or the oligarchs. So religion is not what's going to stop government. Religion is lockstep with government. Uh, It's Christ. And so I separate Christ and the truth of the Bible from religion. I don't see the truth of Scripture as religion. That's probably what you're defining it as. But I, I don't see that as religion. I see that as returning to the original truth. Okay, that yeah, that uh, kind of opens up my, uh, my eyes a little bit on that, how you think about that. Um, yeah, just because I wanted I'm... to give you a definition for the sake of your question. I wanted to at least be able to address your question properly. Right. Um, but it, with that said, you because uh, you when you say, um, you know, it's going to, there's going to be a major gathering and such like this. The only time the, um, the Catholics or that type of, I want to say religion. I'm saying religion. I know what you mean, but it's the only Yeah, and I, I know what you mean right too. Now. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So uh, when this religion, when everybody comes together, I the way everything's said, I'm just interpreting differently. Like I'm looking at it at a different point of view. And I see mm-hmm. a war with the common people that don't believe in it. And only believe in extraterrestrials and, and life, whatever. And then you're going to have a fight with that. I think that's going to be the headbutting, the fighting, right? And yeah, this is the there, there's actually going to be another religious like, war um, that, that may coincide with what you're talking about, Will. Um, because if you think about it, look at all the religions of the world that are diametrically opposed to each other. Between the Christian, the Jew, the Islamist the Buddhist, the Taoist, the Hindu, Shinto, you name it. How is something going to gather all of these different religions that have centuries behind them of, of fundamentals of their faith to turn and drop all of that and worship one man who claims to be God when he appears? And the only way I can see that happening is some strong delusion given to the world that supersedes all religion. And it's got to be something tied to these satanic angels appearing as uh, advanced technological extraterrestrials. Then there'll be a war on the believers for sure of true religion, if you want to call it that. And it is literally the persecution of the, the saints during that time. All right, Will. Yeah, 
And just to help strengthen that, uh, because we know uh, through theories, we don't have proof, but by all means, but we believe that the aliens are in partnership with the aliens. Or they, oh my, I just said it. The government is in partnership with the aliens. Right? I agree they are. So I agree. They are, well, right? And I believe it. And I don't have proof, but I just I have that gut feeling that they are. Um, yeah, I'm, and so I'm certain this they could are. Be it. Like uh, the, maybe Jesus will come down, and this will be, and all these religions will come together because the government will be the one that's initiating. He wants them out because they want full power, and they can't have it with the religion there because that gives uh, people a choice to make, and they don't want to give people choices. They want only one choice, right? So, well, you are exactly I, right, Will. Actually, you're describing what takes place in the Book of Revelation, and it's something called I, mystery. I don't read it. I don't read it, and it's just from <laughs> yeah. what I hear, and I'm piecing together. And it sounds like the government, and they, I, I know they are, they are, and it's been said before, and people have thought about it also that uh, the government wants it out because the aliens yeah. won't come down because we believe in these things. Right, and so why not the aliens to be these fallen angels, these demons and whatnots? They want mm -hmm. you to not believe and have a choice in the matter of things. They just one choice, right? Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. So, but I'll yeah, let you very go interesting. So there's there's plenty in. of ways to look at it. You're absolutely right. I know, right? And yeah, uh, thanks, I guess we'll wait and find out and see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. great talking to you. So you too. Thanks for calling. Yeah. All right, all right, Will. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, Will, everybody. Uh, everybody knows him from the chat. Uh, I want to thank, thank uh, Dr. Strangelove for the super chat, $33. Really do appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Uh, Davy Jones Locker wants to know, <clears throat> what do you think alien implants are all about? You know, it appears to be that – Certain individuals uh, are of interest to these aliens conducting these experiments because obviously the implants are being put there when they're abducted. I think it's all about reproduction. It, it looks to me like whoever these aliens are, they're trying to create genetic hybrids. Uh, something is messing with DNA. It's, it, uh, this is all about the ma manipulation of DNA. Humans are doing it. Um, the, the cure has something to do with it. Um, the, uh, the abductions have something to do with it. And so implants are ways for them to either track them or catalog them or keep them. And, and there's evidence to show that sometimes these abductees are, uh, they're generational. Like sometimes families have a heightened sense of uh, perception of one form or another, maybe ESP or something like that. And that's of great interest to these, um, abducting aliens <clears throat> something's going on with that and i think it has to do with uh them trying to infiltrate these positions of power uh it it you know there's 10 kings are going to give their power over to the beast in the book of revelation and they are probably going to be hybrid nephilim uh they can't come down and have uh children the way they did in genesis 6 because mankind is so genetically far removed from where we were in the days before the flood of noah that I don't think they can procreate that way anymore. So they're using laboratory things to do it. And they're going to eventually try to create something that looks just like a human, but actually has the um, fallen angel DNA inside it. 
Now, they have gotten fallen angel DNA, don't they? Well, I, I don't know where they, who they are and what that is, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me. All right. I, I don't, in other words, I don't believe that human beings have fallen angel DNA uh, necessarily. I would say that whoever these uh, extraterrestrials are abducting people are probably given something to utilize. Because yeah, did, didn't remember they, just the day, get, they just got Nimrod, though. They yeah, just, I don't know about tomb. that. I haven't learned about finding Nimrod and how they knew, you know. All right. All right. Well, let's yeah. uh, let's move on. Uh, Laura from uh, she says she's in Pennsylvania. She says she has a question. Are the fallen angels the aliens? And we're saying yes. Right. That's kind of the show here. Yeah, that's the big question. I, I want to say yes, but with a qualification that it's possible that they're created by the fallen angels through some forms of genetic manipulation of their own. And so these are their offspring in a sense that they maybe they uh, abducted people to create these grays and whatever they are uh, for their own sinister purposes. All right. Uh, N.W. Watchman says, uh, keep up the good fight. Just found you guys and can tell you guys are shadow banned when you receive flack. You're over the target. You got that right. That's the true. They, they don't they don't uh, they don't come at you unless. Uh, unless you're hitting on truth. Amen to that. All right. So I'm going through all of the comments, trying to find the questions. Remember, the phone lines are open, guys. I, I suppose. Let me let me get rid of that. The number is 256-850-4513. Remember, you can always find me on Skype. Just look for Conflict Radio, and then you can call me that way. Just add me up, and I'll accept it while I'm sitting right here. And then uh, and then you can call. Uh, Robert Escott says, Unfortunately, I think that the organized religion has been compromised a long time ago. And that's true, hasn't it? I mean, almost yes. all of it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, that that's ultimately what the Bible refers to as the mystery of iniquity. All right. So DM has a good question here. He says the original truth, when they have kept so much of the text hidden from everyone, how do we know what was revived over the century or revised over the centuries and put together is the truth or even the actual truth? The only thing we have to go by is the fact that. God said in the in the Bible that he would preserve his word perfectly. Um, let me give you that reference because I, I want you to hear it um, and, and in the context that it was meant. Um, I believe it's Proverbs. Um, Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm trying to find a passage oh, right. for the for the question. It's actually Psalm, Psalm 12. Uh, it says in verse six, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Now, unless God lied and if he's a liar, he's not worthy of our worship. Then he preserved his word for us so that we can rely on it. Otherwise, we wouldn't know. So somewhere there must be his preserved truth. And it's got to be in a, in a form that you can read and understand. And so I believe we have it. All right. Awesome. And uh, I'm sorry. Uh, bear with me. I'm trying to go through here looking for questions. The phone line's open, guys. Go ahead and, uh, and call in. 
There we go. Conflict Radio, you're on the air. How's it going? What's your name? Where are you calling hey, I'm from? Doing, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm Vash, and I'm calling from Australia. All right, Vash from Australia. How you doing today, man? Yeah, not too bad for a uh, rainy, gloomy kind of Melbourne day. <laughs> can you can you turn your mic up just a little bit? You're a little faint. Uh, I will do my best. Uh, I I will. That's actually it, that's actually better. Excellent. All right, terrific. <laughs> so. I've got an interesting take um, that I'd be curious to see what your guest thinks about. So if we look at everything that's sort of happened within our own sort of evolution, um, primarily now we've gone to a more mechanical and now uh, more technological world. So in your sort of idea, or sorry, in your sort of, uh, as you've described Did we lose him? Who's, no, he's there. Who's to say? Who's to say that AI isn't... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the Antichrist in this particular instance, um, and that technically would be eternal life give or take, you know, if, if that, if AI could exist uh, with enough energy, so to speak. Well, that's a fascinating hey, Bob, question, Scott. Did you get it? Yeah, there was a middle part of it that dropped out. And I heard, here's what I heard, and then you can fill in the gap. He was talking about with the advancements of technology and, and whatnot and AI, that longevity. Oh, now I'm losing you. <laughs> Scott, you there? Maybe maybe we're onto something here. <laughs> oh, they totally cut him out. Let me see if he's still on my <laughs> I've lost you, Scott, if you're if you're there. Wow, that's fascinating. AI said, yeah, no, we're not going there. <laughs> yeah, no. AI says no. <laughs> hey Michael, I lost the audio from you again. Oh, he's back. All right, yeah, all right. Now you're back. Yeah, I lost audio twice now. Uh, the last time was when Bosch was talking, and then the, just now it was when I was talking. It might so be I'm AI, sure Scott. <laughs> probably, probably so. Can you recap the question for me, Michael? Uh, yeah, I, I guess he was pretty much asking, is it possible that AI could be the Antichrist? Yeah, absolutely. It could be that artificial intelligence is going to be involved in his appearance of godlikeness or longevity or or healing or whatever that's going to take place when he's killed and raised from the dead. So I totally agree with that on Bosch, if you can hear me. Yes, I can. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, because what, by what you were saying, it sounded like there could be an interesting correlation. And I thought... Um, I don't know, putting the two together and I'm someone that's into technology and all that sort of jazz. So, yeah, it seemed to make, I guess, logical sense to me considering where we're headed and by what you were describing in terms of like being able to perform miracles, well, AI would have the capacity to solve issues that we currently do not. 
um, and be able to live forever, which it theoretically could, provided there's enough energy. And yeah, there's just a whole list of things. And then I suppose, as you were talking about the mark, the next evolutionary step would be uh, integrating technology into our own bodies. So that would include like implants or upgrades per se and all that sort of stuff, which all seems to have an interesting um, correlation. Yeah, that's the truth, man. Absolutely. And, and, and once again, Michael, the, the audio, each time Vash starts speaking, I, I, it drops out and I hear these little beeps. So I'm not picking up on everything. And I'm really sorry because I want to hear what he has to say. But I, what I would suggest is, yes, absolutely. I think AI is going to be the tool of satanic uh, global elite because they're trying to create artificial uh, eternal life without God, without his son and without the tree of life, if you will. So they're they're attempting to circumvent the path that God gives to eternal life with their own artificial manipulation of it. Well, that would be something the devil would do, wouldn't it? Exactly. Well, he is doing it. Yeah. And that's probably what somebody's posting stuff about CERN in there, the Large, large uh, Hadron Super Collider. And I believe that's all tied to this, that, that opening up a realm. And uh, one of your questions in your uh, – one of your listeners had a question that was talking about um, – aliens. I, I wish I could go back and find that. Um, but uh, they mentioned something about, um, eh, I can't see it now. Yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going through it. We'll probably get to it. We've got time. Okay. Okay. Well, when we come to that, it'll refresh my memory. All right. It was tied into this though. All right, Vash. Thanks very much, guys. You have yourself a great one. All right. You too, buddy. Thanks for calling in. You too, Vash. All right. Uh, Miss Jem says, uh, how come the people who have had NDEs don't come back from the other side and speak about the end of the world or the battle between good and evil that is supposed to come? Or have they? You know, I don't know where I stand on NDEs uh, for sure. Um, I, I realize they happen that people can um, have a near-death experience and then come back. Um, there's one recorded in the Bible and it was when the apostle Paul was stoned and left for dead and he was caught up to the third heaven. And so he doesn't mention anything in that visit about the end times either. It's possible that when, if these people that have these NDEs are in fact seeing Christ or the Lord or stepping into that realm, they're stepping into a peaceful area that leaves behind the pain and the suffering of this world. And the last thing they need to be uh, given is revelation about it. Now, there you go. I lost you again. When it's already written down. All right. All right. Well, I did, I did lose you for a second. Did you want to uh, hang yeah, up? I lost and try, you again there, Michael. Do you want to hang up and try calling me back? Just, just hang up real quick and call me back. Yeah, let me do that. All right. All right, guys. So we're gonna try to uh, we're gonna try to do this. Uh, let me. Uh, I'm gonna get this up. All right. So we've got a uh, we've got a new connection now, and hopefully this one sticks around for a while. You still there? You there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, sometimes you just have to reconnect, and and it, it it'll work all right. 
So uh, that might have been what it was. DM says in the original Hebrew text, was Satan given the name Lucifer, or was that brought up later by one of the ones who helped write the Bible? I always thought he was known as the light bringer or something. Morning star, right? Yeah, yeah actually, Lucifer means son of the morning. And, and it's referred to as the bearer of light. Hence, we get terms like lucent and whatever. Um, but um, Lucifer was his name. The only Bible that shows that, by the way, is a King James Bible. Uh, other Bibles translated as morning star, which to me is technically incorrect because Jesus Christ is the morning star. So when you know, somebody hit that clip you showed about that altered the Bibles, well, that's another alteration that's trying to make it look as though Christ is Lucifer, uh, in my opinion. But the uh, yeah, he's got many names. He's the serpent. He's the king of Tyrus. He's the anointed cherub. And, and so we, we put the composite together. He's uh, Leviathan. Uh, and so when you put it all together, he is a seven headed red dragon in the picture of his political power, but he's a cherub and cherubs are winged angelic type creatures. All right. That's a pretty good answer. Um, <clears throat> uh, Maladin Vujovic says a uh, question for Mr. Uh, Scott. Can you give us at least, can you give us at least opinion on how long these alien races must exist to have interstellar voyage tech? faster than light oh that's the question i was looking for earlier thank you for that michael and um yeah so that that was reminding me of this thing it's it is possible that this this technology has been around for millennia because remember the earth could be millions of years old when god created heaven and the earth it doesn't say when he did it or how long it took the next verse says the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's the renovation of the planet after the destruction of these intergalactic wars that had been going on for who knows how many thousands of years, if not longer. When you put that into perspective, that's how long this technology has been around. Yeah, it And it's seen in the Bible in things like, you know, the wheel that Ezekiel sees and whatnot and the flying IFA and what have you. So the technology may not be uh, hyper speed travel as in uh, beyond the speed of light. It's probably going to be based on some sort of hyper dimensional physics like wormholes or something like that, that they have a technology that can move extremely rapidly, but uh, you know, their, their technology is so advanced they can probably create because, you know, these craft can move through water just as fast as through the air. Yeah. So they probably create some form of a warp drive technology, it would be my guess. And they're not moving faster than light. They're, they're just altering space around them somehow. And uh, all based upon the laws of physics that God put in motion. All right. And we, we know true uh, also that, um, you know, some people say that the physics involved with the, with the craft and the speeds that they can go. Uh, no human could withstand the G-forces of the craft. Are, are we certain that the uh, the G-forces can be withstood by, by fallen angels? Well, if they're angels, then they're of a different makeup. So, yes, the answer would be they wouldn't be impacted the way a human being would. Uh, however, 
It's also possible that their technology uh, provides for some sort of internal dampening fields. Um, I mean, if, if one crash landed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, uh, and then uh, there were bodies or found or recovered, whatever, then clearly they're, they're able to die, you know, these, these things, these beings are. So, uh, and therefore they're not um, uh, invincible. And I would suggest that there's probably some form of technology that can protect the occupants of these craft, regardless of how fast yeah, they or, move. Or the occupants are actually uh, synthetic beings. We've discussed that as well, the, how the greys are actually synthetic beings created, uh, like a synthetic AI by the fallen angels, right? Yeah, that is very possible. Some form of a hybrid synthetic being would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bruno says uh, we can reason from the scriptures that there are no aliens. Is, is that true? You know, I, I used to think that way, but I don't know that it's true unless you're going to define alien as somebody from a distant planet. Um, and, and there's nothing in the scriptures that says anything about occupants from a distant planet. That's the story that's given. That's the uh, whatever people believe in about that. They say they're from these planets and whatnot. But uh, I, I am more inclined to believe that they're from the realm, uh, what we would call the spiritual realm. And their technology allows them to transfer from one to the other. It's as much a part of nature as everything you can see. So I, I don't want to call it supernatural because it's not. We just can't see it. You know, Plato's cave is a good example of, of that. You know, um, that just like I, I posted one time that if you were a koi in a koi pond and your life was involved in that pond, you have no idea that there are bipedal, hyper-intelligent beings that live outside of the pond and breathe air and can talk and have advanced technology. They're very much part of nature. We human beings are, but to the koi, we're supernatural, you know? All right. Robert Escott wants to know about the red hair giants with six digits, fingers and toes and two rows of teeth. Yeah. The sound's cutting out again there, Michael. I heard about all I heard was red hair giant and six digits. Yeah, and two um, and two rows of teeth. Have you heard about this giant that the U.S. military uh, apparently fought in uh, in Afghanistan? Afghanistan? Yeah, I've read I've read and seen videos about it. All right, what do you, What do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? Is that I think real? it's possible. I that, think it's possible. Absolutely. So that would be a a, a nephilim, right? Right, removed. So the the all the original Nephilim were were killed in the flood of Noah, but it's possible that their genetic latent genetic coding was in uh, perhaps the wife of Ham, uh, one of Noah's sons, because Canaan was one of those children that was cursed, and the land of Canaan was occupied by giants by the time of the conquest. So uh, they and where were not where is Nephilim. Canaan today? Excuse me? Where is Canaan today, the land of Canaan? Where would that be today? We would call it Israel or Palestine. Okay. Yeah. And there was um, when the when Joshua and the children of Israel went to take the land of Canaan, he said they were giants. We were like grasshoppers in their sight. And they were referred to as Rephaim instead of Nephilim, the Rephaim. So they were not as large as the original Nephilim, but they were still giants. 
All right. I'm trying to uh, get this uh, internet up a little bit better here. Uh, NW Watchman Romans 323 says, has anyone seen news about think tanks drafting ethics on transhumanism? And my question is, what are Scott's thoughts on all the world leaders and religious leaders going to Antarctica? Uh, didn't hear the last part of the question. Going to Antarctica? Yeah. Um, if they're, if that's actually happening, I, there's something wild going on in Antarctica. I can tell you that much. If it's not a base for extraterrestrial activity and that even the Nazis were using in World War II, then there's something going on down there. All right. Smooth. And anytime global leaders meet anywhere, I don't care where it is, it's bad news for us. Yeah, well, that's the truth. Uh, Smooth420 wants to know, what if this war happened already on Mars? Is it possible that, that Mars already played out this whole scenario? Funny you should mention that. <laughs> I absolutely believe it did. I believe that most, uh, I believe there was a planet that was the asteroid belt that became the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter, and that was destroyed. And it might even be Rahab in the Bible. Um, uh, by the way, that's another thing addressed by the book Birthright, Timothy Alvarino. He likens Mars, the red planet, as, a t as typified by Edom in the Bible or Esau. And so there's, there's a whole line of thinking that you could get into that. That, that could be a whole other show right there. Uh, well, we'll get into that one day. Yeah, there's there's a pyramid on Mars, and there's all kind of things. You know, there's a sphinx-like face on Mars. It looks to be the face of a lion and a woman, and it's probably uh, what the sphinx is encoding. As a matter of fact, the sphinx in Egypt is a is a, the head of a woman and the body of a lion that's designed to show you the beginning and the end of the zodiac, Virgo well, that, and Leo. Yeah, and that's not even the original face, right? There was a, a face there once before. They say that this face was actually carved onto another face. Yeah, probably so, because it's ancient. Yeah. Uh, Laura from Pennsylvania says, is there really a hell? Uh, I believe there is, and the Bible teaches that there is. It's, it's the prison for the unrighteous in the earth, and it waits for the day of judgment where it will be emptied out, and those that are uh, its occupants will take their place in what is known as the lake of fire, which doesn't exist just yet or at least not on the surface of the earth, but it will. All right. Sapphire so Elf, not the worst of it. Yeah. Sapphire Elf posted a question there. I guess uh, I'm, I'm a little bit behind everybody and uh, you know, that's just the way it is. The questions come faster than I can read them. All right. So, any anything else you want to you want to say about Antarctica? Have, did you ever research the Ark of Gabriel? No. All right. So that's a, apparently an ark they found in, I, I believe it's Mesa. Isn't that where the Isn't that where they the the Muslims kind of go in circles around that around that? Uh, you mean Mecca? Yes, Me Mecca. <laughs> Say Mesa. Yeah, I've heard of a stone. In fact, that's what Mecca is all about. There's some stone in that. Um, it's not a mosque. I forget what it's called, but they circle it. Um, is that the stone you're talking about? Yeah, under underneath there, apparently, they they were doing some uh, excavating or something down underneath that and found a, found another ark at, that was called the Ark of Gabriel underneath there. 
Yeah, I'm so not familiar with that. I always thought that that was an interesting story, and that the Russians actually took it down to Antarctica. Hmm. Well, what you know, whatever's going on down there in Antarctica is probably tied into all of this nonsense. All right. So you think they're opening up the bottomless pit with CERN? They could be. That that could be the thing that unlocks it. You know, in the Bible it says there's an angel given the keys and he opens it. And um, it could be that that's a, a a reference to that. I'm just not sure. All right, so I'm going. I'm going too uh, too slow here, everybody. So uh, I guess uh, do do do. I'm just looking for caps now. All right, guys. So if anybody wants to call, the number is two five six eight five zero four five one three. Journey through the gate paranormal portal podcast is here. How you doing, Cisco? Good to see you here. All right, so I'm apparently, like, way down here. Okay, question. Did you hear about planet Maldek from the past? Mal- Maldek. I've not, not heard of that term, Maldek. <laughs> somebody, That's what somebody, I'm not familiar somebody with. Somebody who might have Bart Simpsons, Simpsons us there. <laughs> okay. Oh, is that where those two aliens are from, from the Simpsons? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I mean, like when you when you ask uh, when they call the bar and ask for, uh, you know, uh, you know. Oh, some, like Amanda hug and kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Sapphire Elf says, do you have any speculation where the Ark currently is? So I must really be behind you guys. No, not really. You said the Ark was in heaven, right? Yeah, according to the book of Revelation. All right. Buried to go to heaven. Okay. Uh, Angela, Angel Wannabe has a good question here. And, and I, uh, you know, this is an interesting question because I've, I've wondered this myself. Do I have to be buried to go to heaven? I don't believe you do uh, because people could die at sea and drown. Or people could be burned at the stake and there's nothing left of their body. Uh, I don't see how burial um, is is a requirement for entrance into heaven. And and if you think about it, somebody that was buried 2,000 years ago, there's nothing left of that body. It's just, it's molecules, it's dust. So, um, you know, the, you're, if you're talking about burial and the preservation of it, that's that's not even relevant. God is the creator of heaven and earth. He can do whatever he needs to do with matter. So if you were, um, let's say, uh, uh, cremated, it's still the same matter. It's just uh, in a different form. So God can reconstitute that matter if it's necessary. So, no, I don't believe people have to be buried to go to heaven. Absolutely not. Okay. That okay. would be an unusual requirement. Yeah. Well, you know, you do hear stories about like, uh, you know, and, and I, I guess it goes back to maybe Native American tribes that say, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're if you're burned, your your soul doesn't move on. You you know, it kills the soul. Yeah. And, and that's probably something that came through the teaching of false religion, which is global. I mean, it's not limited to Christianity. False religion is global from every facet. So. Uh, I, I would think that that's that's something that was probably used as a control mechanism uh, by false religion. 
Okay, David Ferguson wants to know, uh, do you think the book of Enoch is a real book of the Bible? I think it's a real book. Uh, whether or not it should be counted in as the canon of Scripture is another story. Uh, however, there's more than one version of it. There's an Ethiopian book of Enoch, and that's the one that was discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls at Sudakumran. So um, it it appears to be very valid, and it looks as though it's cited in the book of Jude of the Bible. So I think it's very significant and historically uh, significant, but I don't know that I'm prepared to say it should be included in the canon of Scripture. Uh, but I, I read it, and I uh, refer to it, and I find it fascinating. All right. Uh, Robert Escott says, I heard that there was more than one ark. I, I've heard that there's six. So, um, uh, Are we talking about the ark of the testimony of the Lord or the Noah's ark? The ark of the covenant. Yeah, I only know of one. All right. Red in the Valley wants to know, do we have to be baptized if we now believe that Jesus Christ died for our sins, or are we automatically forgiven once we accept him as the truth? Yeah, that's the age-old question, isn't it? That's the, that's the question that all religions are based upon and uh, Christian denominationalism is based upon, and it's a needless um, thing to divide over, but it is the great divider. My answer is no, because the thief on the cross was not baptized, and Christ said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. That's one type. But the bottom line is, and we don't have time to go into an entire uh, series about baptism, but water baptism in the Bible was intended to uh, anoint the priesthood of Israel. They sprinkled and it was to wash them and identify them into the priesthood. We are Gentiles if we're not Jewish, and there is no need for that. The Bible says that by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Uh, you are uh, identified in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection the moment you believe, and the Spirit of God places you through baptism into the body of Christ. Water is not the medium. It's the spirit into the body. And the Bible says there's only one baptism. So I teach that you can be saved simply by believing. Uh, what you do with water has uh, is of no consequence as far as I'm concerned. All right, cool. Uh, B. Moss has a question here, and uh, maybe they were late to the show. Were the Nephilim and fallen angels one and the same? Uh, the Nephilim are the offspring of the fallen angels and the daughters of men. So the Nephilim would be the uh, giants that were the progeny, uh, hybrid human-angel DNA beings. But the fallen angels themselves are called the sons of God. All right. And it's said that uh, demons are actually the souls of the Nephilim, right? Right. The disembodied spirits of the Nephilim would be the devils or the demons that we know that now uh, wander in that realm where they don't have a physical body, so they seek to inhabit a body and create mischief. All right. Negativity prohibited wants to know what's Scott's view on the Catholic church. I Just think, like I said earlier, yeah, I think all, they're dirty. All religion, yeah. That all religion has been corrupted. I, in other words, I, I make a distinction. Let, let's say, for example, let's use the, the nation of America. Uh, is American government corrupt? Absolutely. To the core. Are Americans all bad? No way. 
there's a lot of good dear people out there that don't like their government and they, they don't equate themselves as Americans with the U.S. government. Well, the same would be said of Catholics or Baptists or Methodists or Presbyterians or what have you. The religion is corrupt. Leaders are corrupt. But individuals have their own faith and their own walk with God, and they're, they're going to stand to give an account to the Lord of themselves. Their leaders are not going to stand in their place. All right, B. Moss, you asked another question. We answered that just a little bit ago. You must have been late to the show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Red in the Valley says, thank you so much for answering my question. You're welcome. <clears throat> All right, code words, please. <laughs> Wendy Randall says, what if the Ark of the Covenant Covenant is really our pineal gland? Do you think there's anything to the pineal gland and and uh, and some of the things that, that people can do with their minds? I do think there's something to that. And, and obviously, I don't see any connection to the Ark of the Covenant. I, I believe in typology in the Bible, but I'm not familiar with the, the Ark of the Covenant being uh, a reference to some part of the human anatomy. What I do believe, though, is that if we could go back to Adam and Eve before they sinned, they were probably like superheroes to us today in some form or fashion. And I don't mean, you know, magical powers and they wore capes and such. But if we think of like, again, to the reference of Asgardians, you know, they they would have lived forever. They had a probably a, a more use of their brain capabilities uh, and whatever glands or, or uh, organs that we had, they could probably see farther, hear better. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they were the way we're going to be again in the new bodies that we're going to receive in resurrection. All right. David Ferguson says, are you familiar with the Illuminati playing cards and the pet goat video? <laughs> I'm familiar with the Illuminati, but not the pet goat video. <laughs> well, let me tell you what you need to you need to go on YouTube later on, and you need to watch. Uh, I, oh goodness sakes, what is the name of that? What is the name of that video, guys? Pet goat, pet goat two, right? Isn't it the second one? That's that's kind of I I pet goat two. You need to watch I Pet Goat 2. If anybody if anybody hasn't seen that, you need to go watch that. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So uh it's two a uh, numeral two or T O O? Uh numer like a Roman numeral two. I Pet Goat 2. It's a three D animated short. It's about seven and a half minutes long and it's fascinating. Oh, I found it. Fascinating. It's fascinating. I mean, we can't watch it now, but uh, watch that later. It's it's very I'll, interesting. I will. That 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 has been gone through many many times, and, and it was made probably a decade ago, and it's almost yeah. perfectly in line with what's going on today. Would not surprise me. All right. Uh, Shaka Khan says, "Just got here. Who or what is the Antichrist?" Uh, we were talking about that earlier. And well, and, first uh, of all, I go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Michael. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. I was just gonna say we we don't know. You know, it might even be yeah, AI. Yeah, we don't know who they are. Yeah, uh, I I was gonna say first of all, I love their name because Shaka Khan's one of my favorite singers. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, we know several things. He appears in the scripture. He's going to be a Syrian Jew. That much I know. 
He's going to have ties to Syria and ties to Israel, genetically speaking, I guess, or or maybe lineage speaking. So it's Jared Kushner. <laughs> Possibly so. <laughs> You know, right. he, he's going to be a charismatic person, and he's going to charm the world into accepting him as the oh, leader. Well, if he's going to charm the world, he's not him. Our Chaka Khan <laughs> says, when we die, our CFS is released and our DMT is released and pours over our brain. Now, now that's an interesting story because a lot of people with the, uh, I guess, the NDEs, they talk about these experiences they've had. But DMT is something powerful that, that just is poured all over the brain when you die. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with DMT. DMT is, is a, it's it's a it's a drug that's that's in our brain and it's only released at the moment of death. And it's it helps soothe the brain through dying. It's, oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. It, you know, it, there's there's a um, story in the Bible in Luke chapter um, 17 about two men that die. And one is named uh, Lazarus and he's a poor beggar. And the other is a rich man that just walks over him and doesn't pay any attention to the poor guy. And it says when Lazarus died, he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom, which is the same location as paradise. When Christ went down into the heart of the earth with the, with the thief on the cross. And you, you get this picture of this loving care. So I can just imagine that if this uh, CMT or DMT is a chemical that God provided for us to keep us calm and help us if we're a, if we're a child of God it's just like him to have a caring loving nature to have angels carry us or whatever and then uh, but it says of the rich man he died and in hell he lifted up his eyes and he was in torment so there was no care or love or concern or anything like that he just ends up in hell and there's a path uh, one of my podcast episodes is the journey to hell if you want to listen to it and you can see you can literally go through the scripture and see what a person experiences when they die and go to hell and it's nothing like the NDEs that you hear all right uh miss jim yeah well i would imagine so uh, art bell had the sounds from hell video a, a long time ago and that just freaks me out even listening to it today uh, yeah. Miss Jem says, are psychics or mediums descendants of the Nephilim, or did they inherit their abilities from them? Well, it's possible that they might have had some, you know, there there could still be um, genetic coding of the Nephilim in human, humanity somehow through that, uh, you know, canonetic lineage, if you will. Um, and uh, because even as late as King David, there was Goliath and his brothers in the land of Canaan. Uh, who armed themselves with the Philistines. But, um, and then, you know, we talk about like the red haired giant in Afghanistan. So it's possible that there's still some latent DNA uh, going on there. So it could be that some of those are capabilities that people have with heightened sense that are psychokinetic or whatever. It's also possible that they are communicating with uh, the spirits of Nephilim. And therefore, uh, the Bible calls them familiar spirits. And therefore, they're getting their powers through a demonic source, not genetically, but uh, psychically or indirectly. All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, I guess we're going to wrap this up here pretty soon. Let me ask you this. Have you, have you heard about the uh, this concert that happened down in Texas? I am familiar with it. Uh, man, it, it sure it sure looked like some kind of weird 
sacrifice thing to me. What, what's your take on that whole thing? Well, that's uh, Satan controls the entertainment industry, and and I don't even want to get into MK Ultra and the uh, Monarch programming and all that we could talk about. So it wouldn't surprise me in the very least if that wasn't intended to sacrifice some people. Uh, the satanic global elite believe in human sacrifice. Uh, it goes all the way back to the worship of Moloch and burning their children in the fire to him. So um, I think there's an entire system of human trafficking and child pedophile rings that are going on. And yes, the Comet Pizza and Pizzagate is real. And uh, it's all being covered up and hidden by our media. And many of these entertainment industry people are are brainwashed or controlled by them. And Britney Spears is a perfect example uh, and whatnot. So, um, you know, that's a whole other can of worms we could get into. But it wouldn't surprise me in the least if there wasn't. I've, if you've watched any episodes of Eurovision or award shows and things like that, the satanic symbolism is unreal in those things. And if you want to get a real good cursory view of it, visit vigilantcitizen.com and you can see the symbolism of the satanic global elite in its, in all its hideous glory. Yeah, that was uh, definitely uh something freaky going on down there that's for sure all right well uh Absolutely. we're gonna wrap it up guys uh i guess uh nobody else is calling in and uh bash just got one question here what does the guest think about meditation and practicing it also can the guest share anything he's presently researching or has taken recent interest in yeah so i've, I've definitely um you know meditation for me is is defined in the bible as you know let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee o lord my strength and my redeemer so meditating to me is just taking that moment to uh try not to think to, to breathe to concentrate on your breathing uh i don't believe in transcendental meditation and and trying to open yourself up to uh demonic influences or transferring yourself to through a portal of some kind but just taking a moment to meditate on the word of god or on your breathing or gratitude and just being thankful uh you know wishing well to somebody like repeating may you be at ease may you be free from pain and suffering uh, i i practice those things and i think they're very useful um and really i've been talking about all the things that i've been uh, interested in lately and mainly uh, the things we discussed about this coming uh, war with humanity and uh, the possibilities that the um, satanic global elite are trying to depopulate the earth and gain control of the property so they can turn the title deed of the planet over to Satan when he comes. So that's where I've been focusing my attention lately. All right. Well, I've, I've got another question here. So if they keep I'll ask them, guys, uh, for seven more minutes if you bring them in. Otherwise, I'm going to uh, wrap it up. Uh, Marvin Allen Dugman encounters. Do you think that people that do magic are evil? Uh, is it possible that 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 you could have somebody who is saved uh, do magic? You know, most of the magic I've ever seen is uh, sleight of hand and illusion. Uh, if there are true. Um, if there's truly magic going on, which means uh, it is something that's not natural or supernatural or whatever you want to call that, I would suggest that's probably satanic in some form or fashion. 
Um, magicians in the Bible are not referred to in a positive light, nor is sorcery or witchcraft or necromancy or anything like that. Uh, so it all has to do with communing with those uh, spirits of the Nephilim, and therefore I would avoid it. It's possible for anybody to be saved, even if they're deceived afterwards and they turn and renounce it. Uh, the moment you trusted Christ as your Savior, you are, excuse me, you are placed in that body of Christ and you're sealed till the day of redemption. So, yeah, it's possible for anybody to be saved. All right. Uh, Maladin Vujovic says, uh, last question from him. You certainly heard about all the weird sounds from the skies and the ground, trumpets, uh, trumpets, sonic booms, but nothing visible. I'm sure you've seen and heard about these videos, right? These, these boom sounds coming from the sky and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What would I've you make of that? I, you know, probably all having to do with preparing the world for these uh, coming in times. Uh, it could be rifts in the, um, in the two realms, if you will, the, the spiritual and the natural realm or whatever you want to call it, the physical realm. Uh, it could be uh, opening of portals and experiments that we have no idea. There's so many things that we can't explain right now because we just don't have enough facts and facts are being obscured. You talk about giants and, you know, where can you go and find bones of giants anywhere today? They're all gone. But in the days of um, uh, the prophets, you could easily go see them in museums and things like that. So, you know, things are being hidden from us and it all comes back to the way of Cain and the satanic global elite. They do not want you knowing the truth about what they're doing. We're being distracted with uh, divisions and politics and racism and all these things uh, so that we won't stop and think and realize we're all brothers and sisters there's only one race, the human race. Politics is not going to change a thing. They're two sides of the same evil coin. And uh, the minute we realize that and we withdraw our consent, you regain your freedom and you can start to live your life without fear. All right. Uh, do you know who Corn Pop is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I don't. But um, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> And corn pop is a bad dude. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any advice you want to you want to leave everybody with? Absolutely. Just uh, if you want to have a piece about what's going on, you need to have a relationship with the Prince of Peace himself, and that's Jesus Christ. There's no reason to fear or fret what's coming because it's been prophesied for over four thousand years, and it's going to work out according to God's perfect plan. And you just want to be on the right side and the winning side. And that's the side of the creator of heaven and earth. So the only way to the father is through the son, have a relationship with him. And you will never have to worry about uh, spending an eternity away from God and his heaven and his uh, new earth. You can be a part of it. You can reign with him. You can, uh, we'll spend uh, eternity experiencing, discovering, exploring, creating, writing, composing, building, whatever, uh, through, uh, his glory and to his glory. So I would, I would certainly encourage anybody that doesn't know him to accept Christ as their savior. All right. Awesome. And, uh, you want to tell everybody where they can find you? 
Absolutely. UTBnow.com is our website. Uh, we're in the midst of going to revamp that really soon here because we're going in a new direction. But the podcast is Bible Mysteries Podcast. You can find it on any uh, podcast app. And we're now on YouTube. They're not live. They're pre-recorded. But Zena, the Warrior Princess, and I host Bible Mysteries each week. And you see a new episode up each Monday. So you can go to YouTube Bible Mysteries to see us there, as well as many other videos. We do little shorts like On the Patio and uh, other Bible messages that I do live from Facebook are there as well. So just to encourage you to check out everything you can, any resources you like, and uh, just appreciate you allowing me to come back on again today, Michael. You got it. And uh, we're going to have you on again. And, uh, you know, as long as you'll keep coming on, we're going to keep having you because people love listening to you. And I think you bring a great message and uh, you always, man, you're, you're right on. You're right on it with the with the questions and the answers. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Devon Brittany. Glad you found us. And uh, everybody else who's been new to the show today, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel, and you got to hit that notification button. Um, Pastor Scott, if you could just hang on for a minute, I'm going to wrap things up, and uh, I'll, I'll chat with you a bit off the air, and maybe even get you scheduled for another show in a, in a you know, maybe after, maybe around Christmas, we could do a a, yeah. a nice Christmas show. That could be fun. And um, remember, guys, you can always find us online. Just go to www.conflictradio.net. We're available on Spreaker, Apple, iTunes, and all of your normal podcast catchers. So if there's an app that you're using to listen to podcasts, chances are we're there. Just search us out and, and look for us. We are out there all over. Just search for Conflict Radio, and you'll find us. I mean, we're everywhere. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Um you know, everybody's asking uh, Pastor Scott Mitchell what his advice is, and uh, we heard it. My advice is make sure your freezer is stocked, stock up your fridge. Things are going to get a lot more expensive. If there's something that you need to do medically, do it now. If you have a, a tooth you need looked at, if, if you have anything that is bothering you, that ails you, that you need to fix, get it fixed and get it fixed now because I, I have a feeling – we're going to come to a time where we're going to be sitting here with no internet and no power and uh, all of the things that we're used to having uh, isn't going to be available. So if you have a, a, a toothache, get it fixed right away. Don't don't waste time because I think I think time's short. You know, time might not be short for the end of the world, but time might be short for our current technology. So until uh, – until Monday, we'll be back Monday. Until then, everybody, batten down the hatches and be safe.